The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 17, entitled, Why You Need a Brand Manifesto. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. Hey gang, welcome to this episode of the Brand Ed Podcast. We're talking about your brand manifesto. Now that sounds grand and I'm not sure where you are, but you may be like, wait a minute, brand manifesto, what are you talking about? What in the world is a brand manifesto and do I need to know anything about that? I want to start with a quick story about my mother-in-law. Whatever you think of, when you think of mother-in-law, I can assure you mine probably doesn't fit the the typical category or the typical mold. So I'll, I'll keep her specific age secret, but 75-year-old or older, what do you think of when you think of mother-in-law? Well, my mother-in-law is fantastic. She, If she could right now today, she would be a race car driver. That's what she would love to go do if she could today. If you said, hey, I've got a Formula One car, she would get in that right now. She's also a big-time gamer and has always been a gamer. Like she's had every gaming console that there is. Uh, I've got pictures of her, you know, on my iPhone with my own kids. My Both of my boys uh, enjoy games and are gamers. So I've got pictures of them sitting next to Grammy, right? All three of them are, are on an electronic device. So she's got like the Nintendo Switch, iPad, iPhone, Xbox, PlayStation, a gaming, you know, laptop that she uses, and even like custom-built gaming PCs from way back when my wife and I first started dating. So like back in 90, you know, mid-90s, she's getting custom PCs made for her gaming. So my youngest, who still lives at home, like when he wants to go do anything with, with gaming, he calls, he literally calls Grammy. Grammy comes over and they go to GameStop together. He knows better than to ask me or or my wife, because we don't know anything about video games. So she is not the kind of normal mother-in-law. And another thing I really love about her, we were just talking about this in in this uh, this last week, and she's part of a, a particular organization. It's been around for you know a, a long time. And she was just, we were having dinner together, and she was just talking, uh, kind of sharing some of her frustrations about how people at the organization they. A lot of times they just never seem to stop and ask why. Um, And it really frustrates her. Now, she ran a very successful business of her own before she retired. And that just, uh, that drives her nuts. Just like, you know, you can tell me what and you can tell me when, but like, have you ever stopped to think why? Why are we doing this this way? Why are we, you know, not doing that? Why are we making these decisions? So she was just talking about how frustrating that can be at times to go, am I the only one? 
you know, who's kind of willing to stop and ask why. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today. Why a brand manifesto? Why a brand manifesto? Why, if you run a personal brand, or if you're an entrepreneur, or if you have a small business, like, you know, what is a brand manifesto? Why are we talking about this? Do you need one? And, and you know, why would it be important for you? Well, when you think about just that first, the question, why? Because that's, you're going to see as we talk through this, that's where this brand manifesto, it's going to kind of marinate around that why question, okay? The, the kind my mother-in-law really thinks is important, and I completely agree. So a brand manifesto is kind of marinating in the why juices. And if you think about that question, um, it's the hardest one maybe to just give a, a quick off the cuff answer to. Typically, when we ask a why question, that one takes a little bit more thought. That one takes, you know, it causes us to pause and go, I I probably should think about that before I just shoot from the hip and fire off an answer. So if you think about, imagine a couple, it's their, you know, 10 year wedding anniversary and they're the husband and the wife are out on a fancy date on their 10, 10 year anniversary and the wife as they're sharing you know this meal together the wife she asked her husband like hey um you know when did we get married well he can hopefully he knows at their anniversary day like he remembers the date right and even if like he gets it wrong if they're a healthy couple in a healthy marriage and he forgets oh it was the you know the 22nd, not the 20th. I, I totally forgot. You know, they may laugh it off or whatever, but he can, like, he can wing that one. And when did we get married? Um, where did we get married? Again, very good chance husband's going to remember that if she goes in, where did we get married? Well, we got married at, you know, wh- whatever the location was. And uh, if she says, you know, like, this one's a little strange, but, you know, how did we get married? You, you know, he'd probably have a puzzled look on his face, but like, well, either the, you know, the minister, the pastor, the justice of the peace, whomever, you know, made us say some things, we shared some vows and, you know, they pronounced us husband and wife. That's how it happened. But then if she looks at that husband and she says, as she looks into his eyes, and why did you marry me, sweetheart? Right. That is not one you want to just shoot from the hip on. You want to have a good answer for that. There's something about that why question where at times we can kind of wing the what or the when or the where, sometimes even the how. But man, you ask that why question and it just inherently causes you to stop and and to pause. And so, again, a brand manifesto marinates in that why question. So let's talk about what what is a brand, what am I really talking about? And I want to kind of back us into this subject a little bit. So on the next episode, I'm actually going to share my own brand manifesto. I, I made one. I created one. I'd never done it before. Uh, and it was a super fun exercise. And I'll just walk through that on the next episode. I want to start on this episode and kind of back into that. And I want us to think about, okay, if you, you know, why... Why would having a brand manifesto, if you had one of these things, a brand manifesto, why would having one of those kind of save your business? It's a pretty big statement. Why would having a brand manifesto save your business? 
Okay. I want you to think in, in terms of we've walked through my radical empathy brand framework. It's a seven part simple framework. The first part of that framework we said is your customer. It's your customer. So I want you to think if we're talking about a brand manifesto, why can it save your business? A brand manifesto, part of what it would do, it's going to help you connect with the right customers. Nothing is worse than connecting with the wrong customers. Okay, so let's say you've got a brand manifesto and it captures kind of, it's it, right, it's marinating in the why. This is why I do this. This is why I'm, I'm, I do this business. This is why I do this business this way. That's, that's what's going to start to come, uh, you know, be, be brought to the surface in a brand manifesto. And let's say one of the things in your brand manifesto is you work with, um, you love helping forward thinking leaders take decisive action. That that's just that's in your brand manifesto. Like this is what this is why we do this. We do this to help high performing leaders. You know, blah blah, blah something like that. Well, when when that clear why brand manifesto is there, it helps your customer and you know if you're just kind of oh I'm not sure. You know, you're wishy washy. I don't really know if I want to do anything with this business. I'm just kind of checking this out. Just you know, trying to see maybe if you could help me. Your brand manifesto helps you know, don't get, you know, don't get paired up. Don't get in a dance with that kind of customer. It's going to frustrate the living tar out of you and probably, you know, make them mad. So a brand manifesto where you know why you're doing what you're doing can save your business because it saves you from wasting time on the wrong customers because that gets really frustrating. My good friend, uh, Mike Kim calls it, I think this is like a genius little statement. I remember he shared it one time. What you end up with is seller's remorse, right? You you get seller's remorse. When you don't have that brand manifesto that helps you know why you do what you do uh, so you can help, helps you identify the right customer because anyone with their wallet or their checkbook or their credit card or whatever does not necessarily mean that it's a good fit for you. Even if, the, you know, the wallet's open and they're like, here's my money, I'll take it. Your brand manifesto can help save your business because it helps save you from the wrong customer, from partnering up with the wrong customer. And, and then you wind up with that seller's remorse. If you've been in business, particularly if you're in like a service-based business, you've had the wrong client before or the wrong customer. And that, right, that is not, that is not fun. You just can't wait for that project or that job to end in those scenarios. I've, I've had, I've had those before. Why does a brand manifesto save your business? Because it helps save you from the wrong customer. Okay, the second thing, why having a brand manifesto might save you, okay? Not save your business, it might save you. This really goes after the part two of the radical empathy brand framework. Part one is your customer. Part two is you in your in your business. And a brand manifesto, it's like a set of guardrails. It's like a set of guardrails that helps keep you from, from doing things in your business that will often come along. It's particularly the longer you're, you're in business as a personal brand or as an entrepreneur or as a small business, 
a, uh, a brand manifesto is like a guardrail that will keep you from doing things that may be disguised as success, but really they're not, ultimately they're not good for you and they're not good for your soul. Your brand manifesto keeps you from doing things that they look like they're disguised as, as success. And yet your brand manifesto helps you evaluate and go, I'm sure we could do that. We, that could be another revenue stream. It could be another product or service or maybe even another business that we spin up or, or something. That brand manifesto helps you go, just because we could doesn't mean that we should. One example for me, I, one of the, you know, services or things that I will do is, you know, is, is around websites. And so I'll help personal brands and businesses, you know, with all kinds of different parts of their website, the strategy piece, what platform should they be on, you know, marketing in relation to their website. So all, all sorts of things. Well, the minute you get involved in helping businesses, personal brands, entrepreneurs with websites, oftentimes one of the places those websites, you know, get put on is WordPress. It's a very popular platform. And one of the kind of easiest ways to make money if you're doing websites, if part of your business is building or creating websites for people, one of the easy ways to make money is put them on web, put them on WordPress and then charge them some sort of ongoing maintenance fee where you go, you know, every month and you just check their WordPress site for them. You check the plugins and make sure those are up to date make sure WordPress is up to date, make sure there are not any kind of security vulnerabilities, make sure everything's backed up, etc. And so lots of website companies will do that. We'll build your website for you and, and included in that package is usually some option for some sort of ongoing maintenance. Now, for a on the business side, if you're a business that provides those kinds of services, that's like a pretty easy no-brainer way to make recurring revenue. Because if you think about it, if you build a website for somebody, when you're done, the revenue's done, right? It's like a like building a home. I built your home, the home is done. You know, you pay me the final check and that's it. And I don't make money until I go build my next website. And even if you're a repeat customer, I don't get, you know, business from you until you need another new home, which may be a while. So what's an easy way to get revenue? It's that maintenance plan, that ongoing maintenance plan. Now, my own brand manifesto helps me know that while I could go make money from that in perhaps a, a fairly decent amount of money that would provide ongoing revenue for me, my brand manifesto helps me know that that is not good for my soul. That does not wake me up excited in the morning to think about doing, you know, WordPress maintenance for 30 customers or clients or something. Some people love it. And I say, go for it. You know, that that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with doing that. My brand manifesto helps me know while I could go make money doing that, that is not good for my soul. So having a brand manifesto can actually save you before you, you know, wake up one day and go, how do I spend, you know, three days a week or four days a week every week, like doing this? Yuck, this is no fun. Brand manifesto, it can save your business because it helps 
you attract and connect with the right customers and know when a customer, even though their wallet may be open, you go, nope, that's not a good fit. And it can also save you because, you know, I could just because I could go do this and make money does not necessarily mean I should. How do I make that choice? That brand manifesto can serve as a uh, guardrail that keeps you from doing things that are kind of disguised as success. Yeah, but you'd make more revenue. You'd make more money. Third, how does having a brand manifesto compare to or how is it different from when we think in terms of marketing, like where in the world would a brand manifesto fit when, I, when I'm thinking about marketing? Marketing is the third part of the radical empathy brand framework. Part one, customer. Part two, business. Part three is uh, marketing, which we said really su- it's one of the three pillars that supports the bridge that connects your customer to your personal brand or your business. It's that first pillar. So how does, like, where would a brand manifesto fit in that pillar? Well, we talked about this before. We will keep talking about this. When you think about marketing and marketing your business, marketing on the whole primarily answers the the question, what? Primarily answers the question, what? And maybe you think of that as a capital W-H-A-T. Okay, marketing's like, hey, here's what we have to offer. It goes out and tells as many people as possible. Here's what we have to offer. Here's, you know, whether that's a service, a product, a cause, whatever it is. Here's what we have. That's that's the role of marketing is to make more people aware of what you offer or what you have. And then good marketing will also go after the why question. But think of that as like uh, lowercase w-h-y, because good marketing will share benefits to your potential customer. So it will say, here's what the offer is, and here's why you should buy it. Here's why it's beneficial for you. Yes, good marketing includes why. So what? how does that relate to a brand manifesto? A brand manifesto, remember we said it marinates in the why juices. A brand manifesto answers why, not for your customer, it answers why for you. It answers the why question with a capital W-H-Y, but it answers for you, not your customer, right? In marketing, you you should be telling your customer, here's why you should get this. It's It's, you know, one of the benefits. But a brand manifesto answers, why am I doing this? Okay. And that will show up in your, that will show up in your marketing. There's places where that will show up. So hopefully that helps you go, oh, that I could see how that, yeah, that's, that's how it's different. Uh, That's how it compares to marketing. So marketing's primarily about answering what, and the brand manifesto really is going after why. How does it drive your core message? If you had a brand manifesto, like how would it drive or show up in that core message? And the core message is the next part in the radical empathy brand framework. Remember, we said it's the middle pillar that supports the bridge. There are three pillars that support that bridge. Marketing is the first one. Your core message is the second one. And remember, we said you want to have that core message, like what is it you do And for whom do you do it? Like, you've got to be able to succinctly state that. And a brand manifesto, it it will oftentimes either indirectly or sometimes even directly flavor that core message. Another, like, if, if your brand manifesto was some seasoning, 
or, uh, you know, a broth or something like some of the flavor or the juices from that brand manifesto will flavor your core message. Here's an example from my own. So kind of one of my core message statements would be, I help personal brands create profitable websites from the ground up. Okay, so that's that's one of my core messages. I help personal brands create profitable websites from the ground up. So you're like, well, where does your brand manifesto show up in that little short statement? Right there at the end, from the ground up, it's it's a little tip of the hat that my approach to you and your website is not just, yep, call me and I'll build a website. Notice I didn't say I help you build a website. I said, I help personal brands create profitable websites from the ground up, which is a tip of the hat that I'm saying, hey, in my brand manifesto, I'm going to talk about some some things that are foundational. So that's just an example. It's a flavored. It's, it's, it's in there. But where does that come from? And my core message that actually comes from my brand manifesto. Last, uh, uh, two more real quick. Why is having a brand manifesto, why is it essential to your branding? That's part five of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. It's the third of the three pillars that support that bridge. Okay, so if marketing is primarily about answering what, then branding is primarily about answering why. And that's what the brand manifesto does. So you, you your business sells whatever, widgets, Okay, your business sells widgets. There's a very good chance you're not the only business on the planet that sells widgets. So if you're a personal brand and you do consulting and you do, let's say you do consulting for C-suite executives to help them achieve new, you know, whatever, blah, 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 breakthroughs or, or, or something like that. So... There are other coaches or consultants that do that. And there are other things you could be doing with your skill set. So your brand manifesto helps you answer of all the things you could be doing, coach or consultant. Why are you why are you doing this? What coaching, you know, C-level executives? And why do you coach them this way? There's lots of ways you could go about this. Okay. Your brand manifesto is really going to help nail that down. Why is it that you do this and why is it that you do it this way? Okay, because we both know it's very unlikely that you're the only person, brand, business on the planet doing the thing that you do, the kind of the what question. Well, what does your business do? Okay, it's it's unlikely you're the only one on the planet doing that. Your brand manifesto really helps you solidify. Here's why I do that particular thing and here's why I do it the way that I do it. Okay, that's that's why that brand manifesto gets so powerful. Now, when would a brand manifesto matter? I just um, I want you to th- think about this just for for one second. That whole brand piece, that the the why question that this brand manifesto is marinating in the why juices. Okay, the why piece. Remember this: the higher the price tag. The higher the price tag of whatever it is you do, and that one's a little more obvious, the higher that price tag is, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes that that why piece in the customer's decision, why starts to carry more value. It starts to carry more weight. 
So if I'm about to make a $10 purchase, I may not even think through the why. If it's a $10,000 purchase, I may want to know, hmm, I'm going to look at two or three options and I want to know why you approach it this way, why you use those materials when you construct it, why your you know, business only sells it wholesale, why like I'm a little more vested to go, okay, now why? So the higher the price tag goes of whatever it is you do or offer, oftentimes the more important this kind of brand manifesto why piece is. But here's one other thing I want you to, it's not always just the price tag. The higher the price tag or the deeper the prized value. Think about this. The price tag one may make sense to you, but think about a product. Let's take a, what would be a, you know, lower end product, an $18 product. And let's say, okay, in an $18 product, and let's say the customer or kind of the demographic we're aiming that, maybe it's, you know, upper middle class. So therefore we know $18 is not a huge purchase decision to that demographic. Right. They're not, it's not going to st- like they're not going to stop and crunch the numbers and readjust the budget like they can make that choice pretty quick or pretty easily. So they may not factor in kind of the brand manifesto like why does this company do it this way? Why does this personal brand, you know, approach it this way? They may not even give that a second thought. But if you take an $18 product and it's aimed at a new mom and it's likely something she's considering buying for her first child, even though it's only $18, you better believe the why starts to factor in. Why don't you do animal testing? Um, if, if part of your brand manifesto, let's say, for example, is we never put anything in our, you know, uh, baby skincare products that in its raw form, your baby couldn't put in his or her mouth. Let's say that's part of your brand manifesto. We only use ingredients that in their raw form, your baby could put in his or her mouth. That 18, which, which one is she going with? That new mom? It's not the price tag that makes her go, whoa, 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 why? Why do y'all do it that way? It's the, it's the prized value of who or what this product is going for. Like, this is going to be on my brand new, sweet, cute, little, adorable baby. You better believe I'm paying attention to not only the price tag, but that brand manifesto. Why do you do, why do you make your products the way that you make your products? Okay, because I could buy any number of, you know, lotions or skincare products for my baby, but that, see, see when that brand manifesto shows up, she is going to make buying decisions in large part based on that brand manifesto, because either the the higher the price tag is, the more important it usually is, or the deeper the prized value of, hey, this is going to be used here, and this is really important to me. How does having a brand manifesto tie into your values, your character, and your purpose? That's the foundation of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. It's really part seven. We said beneath all of that stuff, so we had the customer, your business, We build a bridge between those two. That bridge is supported by three pillars, your marketing pillar, your core message, and your brand. All of that rests on a foundation. 
And then in the in the radical empathy brain framework, you know, you can kind of think of that. That's like the the ground or the dirt or the foundation underneath those pillars that's supporting that bridge. And we've said that is your character, which leads to your values, which ultimately helps shape your purpose. Purpose and why questions go hand in hand, right? So having a brand manifesto is a really practical way for you to say, how do I take that foundational stuff like my own you know, character, my own set of values, what I am willing and not willing to do, what is important to me, you know, what will drive some of my yeses and my no's and my decisions. You know, how do I factor that into my brand or my business? Uh, a brand manifesto is one way to to do that. So I hope that at least kind of whets your appetite to go, okay, well, that makes me a little bit more curious about whatever in the heck this brand manifesto thing is uh, I could see how it would show up. You know, it's going to help you connect to the right customers because it's going to help you know, nope, I value these things because I've stated it in my brand manifesto, even that, even if that's just internal to you. And that's not important to that customer. They don't care about that. So that's that doing business with that customer is going to really frustrate me and probably him or her. Having a brand manifesto can help save you. Remember we said, Why could it help save you? It serves as a guardrail to help you answer the question, just because I should, and it would make money or profit or value or grow my business or grow my uh, brand, just because I could does not mean I should. Well, how do I make that decision? That brand manifesto can help do that because it kind of anchors you back to that, you know, character values and purpose. Having a brand manifesto, we said, remember, it's different than marketing. Marketing, for the most part, goes after what, and then we'll share some benefits for the customer that answers a why question, but it's the why question for your customers. Why should your customer buy this? Like, don't you think it's fair that you also have answers to the why question? Like, why do we do business? That then shapes your core message. It's usually going to flavor or show up in that core message when you say fundamentally and you boil it all down, you know, what is it we do for whom that brand manifesto is going to show up in there. And I shared that example. And then clearly it resonates with that brand pillar. It really goes after the why. It helps you really solidify and literally write that down on paper and wrestle with that really, really important question that so many personal brands, entrepreneurs, businesses don't want to mess with, particularly if you're, you know, driven and successful. This this just all sounds like that's just going to take me too much time. And uh, yeah, it takes time, but it's so, so valuable because it will help. Last thing we said, it will help you tie back into how do my own personal values, kind of the core of who I am, how does that show up or drive or help? You know, how does that uh, make itself known in my business? I, I lead this business. This is my personal brand or my small business, or I am the entrepreneur that started this thing. How, how does who I am show up in this thing? Because most of us know if you swapped out, if you ran a small company that you founded and you inserted another leader who's quite different and their their values are different their character is a little bit different than you, maybe a little bit, you know, wonkier than you would not be comfortable with some of those things. Is that going to change the company? Absolutely it is. Sure, sure it is. So your your brand manifesto is this, and when we call it a brand manifesto, because 
that sounds crazy. Like, you just mean my values? Yeah, like, that's boring. We're going to, we're going big time, right? Go big or go home. We've got a brand manifesto. That's what I encourage you to think about. Now, join me on the next episode because I'm actually going to share mine and you'll go, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's not that hard to do. It's not all that intimidating. Uh, It's really rewarding and gives you a great sense of purpose. It's just kind of even encouraging for your own soul and for your own business to go, yeah, this is what I stand for. This is why we do what we do, and this is why we do it this way. That's super empowering when when things are going well and when things aren't going well, that you've got kind of a solid foundation to say, let's go back to our brand manifesto. This is why we do what we do and why we do it this way and why it matters. Thanks for uh, joining me on this episode. I will... Um, there's not a lot to put in the show notes cause we just talked about this, but I'll put those kind of questions that we answered, you know, why it saves you, why it saves your, uh, business. I'll put those in the show notes. I'll put uh, links to any other resources. You can go download the radical empathy brand framework that's in the show notes. The thing I'd really love for you to do though, is if you can think of somebody that, you know, that this would help them to, if you know, a person uh, that that really needs to stop and think about now. Why do I do what I do? Um, I'd, I'd encourage you just to share this podcast episode with them. You can just click the little up arrow on your phone if you're listening to this podcast. Just text this to them and say, "Hey, this got me thinking," or maybe it got you thinking, and you've got another friend or business partner or you know somebody that knows you and knows about your business, and you say, "Hey, I want you to listen to this," and then I want us to meet next week over coffee or lunch or Zoom you know, in a pandemic, however. And I want us to chat about this because this this got me thinking, I need to nail this down for my personal brand or for my business. Could you, you know, could you meet with me and do that? Just share this podcast episode with them. It's really a great way to help get this into the hands of more people so that hopefully it helps them. In the meantime, until the next episode where I will read and share and kind of walk through my brand manifesto, Uh, In the meantime, I encourage you to go and build a life-giving brand.